Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Now, there's something about a podcast. When it makes you feel like it's more than just a podcast. The kind of podcast that brings people together. It makes a community feel seen. It's like a cold beer on a warm day. The kind of podcast for people who stay ten toes down. And four wheels on asphalt. The kind of podcast that'll make you want to pet your dog. The type of audio that'll make you pick up the phone. Call a loved one type of podcast that makes you feel like you're sitting around a campfire, sharing stories with the people who mean the most. This isn't just a podcast, it's a place. It's a place for people, for stories. And this place, well, this place is life, and life's a wreck, and we wouldn't want to have it any other way. Welcome. What's up, everyone? Hope you like that uh, that intro. That was fun. I, I like doing that one. Uh, that's a uh, that's a that personal favorite of mine. Um, I'm Kyle Moore, uh, and welcome back to the Rec. This is the podcast where we celebrate a world more mental and destigmatize all things mental health through sharing stories and just having a good old chat. Uh, if you want more Life's Rec content, you can check out our Patreon through the link in our description and follow us at Life's Rec Podcast on Instagram. Uh, now that the administrative fluff is out of the way. Um, before we hop into it today, I just kind of wanted to uh, do a quick little life update. It is uh, June is International Men's Health Month, uh, and I have had a uh, an interesting kind of up and down couple of weeks. Uh, so I just wanted to share that with all of you. I think that uh, talking openly about you know our experiences, uh, it's the the foundation that Life's Rec was built upon. Uh, so it's always nice to kind of kick us off in that way. Uh, so I, I've had an interesting few weeks, and the, way, the reason that I say that is because last weekend I had mentioned uh, on a, one of our Wednesday uh, night lives that we do over at Life's Rec Podcast, um, I had mentioned that I was I was starting therapy, um, and so last week I started therapy. I had my first session, and the kind of dichotomy that exists surrounding therapy is that. You know, it's it's such a beautiful experience to go and and you know find this space where you feel welcome to express yourself openly and uh, start to work through some of the the blocks that may be existing in your path. But at the same time, it brings up a lot of emotions, and so. I've had a very kind of emotionally draining week uh, where I've had some stressful experiences in my personal life, uh, and then I've I've kind of had therapy on top of that that brings up some some you know old unresolved emotions, and so it's kind of been in a I, I feel to be honest with you as I'm sitting here today um, I, I feel a little bit uh, a little bit drained. Um, on the flip side of that though, I am really proud of myself for getting back into therapy because I'm always such I, I preach so much on the podcast about uh, precautionary care versus reactionary care and I feel like this was one of those practice what you preach things I've been in a good headspace for you know the past couple of months I've been in a good place in my life and uh, and I wanted to you know I was noticing that I was feeling a little bit there was a few things that were coming up that I that I were were you know triggering uh, and so I was like okay like I want to uh, you know I want to get in front of the horse I want to make sure that uh that I have an opportunity to work through these things before they escalate and so I'm I'm you know I'm really happy that I did that 
And then I think more so than that, um, in addition to therapy, I feel like I've just been having some good conversations. Uh, The conversation with Michael on the last podcast, that was one that, you know, with it being uh, Men's Health Month, that was a very, you know, uh, a very impactful conversation to me to have two men of differing generations sit down and talk openly about um you know their their mental health experiences and the challenges that they faced uh you know how their childhood experiences kind of shaped the men that they would become and how they viewed themselves uh as such like, it was a really it was an amazing conversation and then you know one of the reasons that I got back into therapy was because of my conversation with Brian um that I that I had recently as well uh on the podcast and we talked all about therapy and the impact that it's had on both of our lives and it kind of made me realize that there were some things that I was I was going through uh, that I wanted to work through with a therapist and so you know recommitting myself to that process uh, you know I I have Brian to thank Uh, and then this week's episode we're joined by Anna Almeida uh, the CTV Atlantic News morning host uh, somebody who I am so excited to introduce you all to some of you may already know her from her work with CTV uh, uh, really just a a fantastic personality around Halifax and and somebody who's so wonderfully engaged with the community uh, and uh, and somebody who I actually met so this podcast has been in the work for over two years because I met Anna uh, back in 2021 when we did a Movember walk together. Uh, we were introduced by Rick Mamie. I want to make sure that I shout out Rick because Rick was so accommodating when I first moved to Halifax. He had told me about uh, the Mo- a Movember walk that he was uh, that he was organizing, and Movember is obviously a um, initiative that I that I love so much. And so to participate in that was fantastic. And he introduced me to Anna. And um, you know, while we were going on this walk, she shared uh, you know that she has anxiety, and uh, you know we shared uh, in some kind of mutual mental health. Uh, experiences and then she was telling me uh, the story about her father's cancer diagnosis that we'll hear more about uh, on the episode and um, you know we were talking and she was talking about how in 2017 she shared her experiences um, with mental health publicly uh, you know through CTV on Bell Let's Talk Day Um, and uh, you know Bell Let's Talk Day played a, a very pivotal role in kind of publicly uh, opening up about these mental health struggles, and as a immigrant, as a, a, a woman, a Portuguese woman, um, you know the, this person who represents so many amazing communities. Uh, you know, for her to stand up in front of the the audience that she has and talk about this very you know this sensitive subject that so many of us are uh, you know are, aren't given that exposure to, um, it created this really impactful wave um, that was felt not just across Halifax but you know its reach was incredible and uh, you know the feedback that she uh, we talk about it uh, in the podcast and so it was one of those things that back in 2021 I was like we gotta you know we we have to do a, an episode together of the podcast and uh, and sure enough we we finally uh, you know we finally got to sitting down. I, I do just want to preface before we get into the actual episode, there was a there was about a five to seven minute story that Anna shares at the end of our uh, of our chat. And it is probably one of the most heartfelt, sincere, authentic, beautiful stories that has been shared on Life's Rec. And Life's Rec was built on sharing stories. And so it will always hold a very special place for me because of just how I, you know, it was just real and, and and human it was. And it was just a beautiful moment to share in with Anna. And I'm so, um, you know, incredibly fortunate to have her on the podcast today. Uh, an amazing person to talk with. And I mean, that makes sense given, you know, she's got 13 years of experience as a TV personality. Uh, Anna, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. How you doing? You know what, these days... Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, nice. Things are okay. It's almost scary in a way. I think that's when I have, uh, it causes me to have anxiety when everything is sort of like just settled. And I'm always kind of, which is a terrible way to live in a way, waiting for that shoe to drop. Mm. So it's something like I have to work through, but trying to sit in it mm. and relish and just take the deep breath and be like, Thank you. Every everything's okay. Mm. So I'm okay. It's well, it's it's a nice feeling. <laughs> good. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to hear that. It's so. I trust me. I completely get that. That when you said like waiting for the shoe to drop, that is something that like I've experienced so many times in my life where you kind of look around and you kind of get that like it's almost too calm. Like it just doesn't feel right? like it just doesn't feel natural. Yeah. No, it doesn't feel natural. I I think too because you know I I have uh, I come from. Uh, an immigrant family. I mean, we moved to Canada in 88. I was little, but I think I had to grow up fast. And I mean, I don't mind. I'm appreciative for, I'm appreciative. I have a lot of experiences under my belt and it helped me grow up a lot, but I I think it also, I had to grow up 
pretty, pretty fast. So I'm, yeah. So there's, there's a lot when you have to take in a lot of information and make big decisions. And I've Mm. been making big decisions for a really long time. It's, it's hard for me to settle. So people who know Mm. me, they're like, you need to, you need to relax. Everything's fine. But it's kind of like, are you okay? Is they okay? Did I miss something? Is something happening? Should I think about this? What did I do? Mom and dad, are you okay? Did I ask the right questions? Like it never stopped. Mm. So I physically could be there with you um if i'm having uh if there's a lot going on in my life and i haven't shared it so much that mm-hmm. i'm internally i'm i'm somewhere else i'm like my my body is physically here but my mind is, is somewhere else exploring all the possibilities of things that could go wrong yeah, I, so but it, it's hard <laughs> i i honestly it's so funny we've been recording for like two minutes and like that's already something that like directly very much i resonate with in my own life is this idea of like taking care of just a lot of different people around you and just taking on this responsibility that like no one asked you to not necessarily it's just no. kind of like this self-imposed like i need to make sure everybody's okay and let's try to think of all the things that can go wrong and how i can like you know and even as like a child and that kind of stuff how can i make sure that this like you know doesn't it doesn't go bad for like the people that i care about the most when when did you like first kind of recognize that in your own life because i mean for me it goes like all the way back to childhood yeah, childhood for sure. It it took, you know, years for me to truly discover if it wasn't one thing, it was another. And mm. you don't even grasp the fact that you're hyper-focusing on things as much as you are. As a kid, um, I could see others weren't as bothered by things. Um, but I suppressed a lot of things up until, um, I think I was about uh, 30 years old. I suppressed a lot that my my doctor, <laughs> she diagnosed me with post-concussion syndrome. So everything I had been suppressing for years, finally, the lid screwed off and I couldn't put it back on. So if anybody could tell you, I, I held it together pretty, pretty well. But I always had bouts of it, of feeling down and not knowing why, why was I sad? Like, And things would really affect me. I did not like change. I was Mm. very emotional when it came to things Mm. changing. I I did not like it. I felt very unsettled. So I find, yeah, it's it's been since I was a little girl. I hated going, I love going on trips. I hated leaving. I hated when people left. Mm. And I was always thinking like, I got to be there. I have to be a part of those memories. I got it. How about if something happens and I Mm. don't see these people, you know, like, I don't think kids should be really thinking like that. (laughs) Well, and it's funny because well, yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like so many mm-hmm. kids do, though. And that's the thing is, like, it's such a it's almost like an all too common thing. Uh, it, 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 I feel like there's like a million things that you just said there that I kind of want to, like, dive into. Um, I mean, is that something like have you kind of like progressed through that? Or is that something that just kind of like you've learned how to like work with this idea of kind of like shouldering the I load a little bit to live with it? Not great some days, but I've learned to live with it. I think mm-hmm. it's always going to be who I am. I know even in like past relationships, uh, somebody I actually dated and I, I thought to myself, wow, thanks for letting me know. I didn't even realize I was doing that. So then I've, and then future relationships, I've uh, then explained that to them where my boyfriend of five years at the time was like, he's like, oh no, I get it. You're going to have to really think about this and dissect it and think about all the ways that this could go wrong for the next two weeks. Cause that's what all you're going to be thinking about. But then mm-hmm. once you figure out all the different ways that you things could go wrong, how you can approach it, then you can let it go. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize, but that makes, yeah, that's exactly who I am. I still do that now. Um, even if I get good news, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Did I hear that correctly? But wait. And they're like, just let it. It's good. Mm. step away move away like let it be good right just like let it be what it is so difficult so yeah i i definitely i think that my friends know that too where if if you're close with me and i feel comfortable because it's a very vulnerable thing you know um it's so vulnerable and my i have i'm very 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 lucky i have a core group of friends who are my family my family they've come a long mm. way in in, the, in terms of me opening up and i can tell you about that but my friends know when yeah. i say hey do you think that mole on my mom this is a true story in mexico can't just enjoy this trip that we're on for a friend's wedding with everybody there creating memories i saw a mole and i was like mm. do you think that do you think that could be cancer like look at it i made all my friends like walk by and take mm. a look none of them are doctors not Google, not your friend, but they all went and they looked to humor me. 
because they knew that if they didn't get mm. up and go and look, it would be worse for me. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So mm -hmm. they yep. went and they would look and they understand that I need to talk about it. I need to say, hey, what do you think? Yeah. Do you think I, I need them to tell me what energy are you getting? Are you feeling it? No, I feel okay. I'm like, are you sure? It's like, I need that reassurance. I need reassurance. Even if I don't take it, I need to hear that they think it's going to be okay or what they're actually feeling during that, uh, during those circumstances and those circumstances. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a journey that I've come to uh, come to learn how to live with again. Yeah. Some days are better than others. <laughs> I definitely, yeah, I, I can, I can feel you there for sure. When you kind of talk about like your journey, um, you know, like where does it like journey with mental health specifically? I mean, like, where does it kind of start for you? Because like, for me, like mental health, mental health had been part of my life forever. And, and I just kind of, because of like the way I grew up, the people that I grew up around mm -hmm. it was never given like the, the language to kind of articulate what I was going through. And so it ended up just kind of being this like shit storm that you kind of get caught in and you're like, I don't really know what's going on. This is just like the way I am until you kind of get to a point where things are getting to a point where you gotta you gotta start to sort things out because they're getting a little bit too much um and so for me it was like university and that that kind of time i mean like where do you feel like your journey with mental health kind of begins it it began um as a child to immigrant parents when you have to go yeah. to the appointments and they don't speak english and you have to translate mm. and god forbid mm. you have to translate something bad do you know what mm. i mean yeah that oh God, yeah. to me that's that was the thing How, however growing up in cambridge ontario where i grew up was predominantly portuguese so i had other friends who had similar circumstances i have an older brother who's nine years older but then it sort of fell on my shoulders because he was older and starting to live his own life being nine years mm -hmm. older so i remember things like that and having to you know make decisions and having that pressure and it was a lot and i grew up in a very loving home my family mm. will love you and hug you and kiss you but we did not talk about our feelings so mm. you kind of just brush it under the rug like you're tough you don't you know like are you okay if you cry it's like don't cry you're okay and because it was it's very intense like why are you crying what's going on like everything's fine you're if you're crying you're gonna make me cry and and then right. it's kind of like oh okay well, so you feel guilty yeah yeah, so it was like a lot. And I know they meant well, but I, we just didn't grow up talking about our feelings. We'd say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I, you know, but that's as far as it went. So mm -hmm. yeah, I started very young. I And then you watch like Full House. These people are having all these family heart to hearts. And I'm kind of like, oh, that's not my life. Like I, I yeah, wish, yeah. but, you know, so it's one of those things. I started young, very young. And then I just became like, Anna's tough. And it's tough and it can handle anything and it's tough. Yeah. Then you just kind of take it on. People want to talk to you and, you know, mm. I'm, I'm a treasure, treasure chest. I, I hold so many, uh, so many stories and secrets and, you yeah. know, and, so. and in the moment, did that feel like a badge of honor? At the yeah. Time, oh, when it, it was it's like, still even now, sometimes yeah. people are like, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, Oh really? I'm, I'm like literally falling apart and hanging on by a rope, but I would love to talk yep. to you. Like, you know, oh, like this God, is absolutely right. Cause you feel so like, Oh, is this my thing? Like, I don't, you know, I don't have anything that I'm specifically good at. You know, when you, mm. an athlete, they're like, you know, that they can throw the ball or this or that, but I haven't found anything. I'm really just good at. So when somebody's like, I'd love to talk to you. I'm like, yes, is this my thing? Okay. Right. I'm here for it. You know, even if yeah. I'm falling apart. So yeah, I started off. I was very young, very, very young. Yeah. So, so what was the, um, like when you started to kind of get to a point where you're like, I should probably start talking about this stuff. Like how, how have you kind of inter like, how was the interactions with your family kind of been? Because I know for me, you start talking about anxiety and it can, I kind of open up some Pandora's box where you're like, you're still trying to almost like protect the people you care about. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't want my parents to think that they like had done anything wrong. I was always yeah. so afraid. I don't want them to think that, Oh, they made me like this. And like, that was always something I just felt like it was like, as soon as I started having those conversations and it's something that I've kind of had to navigate through. Like, how has that been with like you being more open about your mental health? And then how has your family kind of taken everything and, and how's that gone? I think it really, I think my friends really helped at first um, because they're the ones, when you live away, I live away from my 
poor people. I live mm-hmm. in Halifax. Are they still, they're still out in Cambridge? They're all in Ontario. I mean, yeah. I am very thankful. I have two homes, you know, I've created a great life here. I'm very thankful. Great friends with that being mm-hmm. said, nobody knows you better than the people who've grown up with you. Of course. They know all your stories, all yeah. the different versions of you. So when I remember I was turning 30 and I didn't know if I had an issue and, but then it all started started to hit me. I'm turning 30 and I went home. And this was after I had hit my head and um, was feeling these things. I've never, I didn't even know. I, I think I've always, I knew I always had bouts of anxiety. I just didn't know that it would get to this point or how that feeling would feel like. So my friends are the ones, my two best friends, Tanya and Ashley in Ontario were like, are you okay? Like, mm. you've asked me quite a few times about this thing. And like, you know, and my brothers kind of noticed too. And so, and I knew something was going on and I went to my doctor and she started thinking and saying like, I think you should see somebody. And I was like, nope, not that it was an issue, but I just was like, I wasn't there yet. It's hard for me to chat you know what i mean um so they started and then i I kind of we went away on this vacation for my friend's wedding i was in a relationship i didn't grow up talking about my feelings i'm portuguese you tend to marry the first person you bring home Mm. you don't live with a guy before you get married i had done everything Mm. (laughs) so i felt like i failed because i wanted out Mm. of the relationship so I felt like I had failed. I'm going to let everybody down. Mm-hmm. And my parents, what are they going to think? They, you know, so we were at the wedding and I was a case of anxiety. And my, it was the wedding day. My mom could tell, she's like, you seem off. I was like, no, I'm fine. And then I went to go tell her something. She, and I changed my mind. She's like, say it, say, say whatever you're thinking. Then finally I was like, I'm not happy. It's just, it's me. I, I like, I needed a change and I, I, I don't know what to do. And I started crying and my dad did not see me cry like that. And he like swept me up and my mom was with me and they're like, Oh my gosh, no. Like we, we just care about you. We want you to be happy. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I've been caring this for so long. If I had just said something sooner, I just didn't know that I could, I yeah. didn't, you know, yeah, oh, I was, you know, I was happy it happened. And I think that was when things really started to shift in that right direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful. So thankful. I think they were just waiting for me to trust them. Right. You know? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's how did that feel? I mean, just to just like to know that this thing that you had built up in your head, I, rem- mm-hmm. I know how transformative that like when you build something up in your head and then you actually like it just it just almost bursts forth. It's just like it's too much. The dam breaks. Things come forth. Yeah. And then to know that the people who you've cared about and you have tried to protect and all of these things for so long are actually the ones who are going to be like there for you. Like just like how was that in that moment? It was it felt like I could walk with my head up Mm. like I wasn't drowning yeah they had come to save me and they they're my best friends you know and you don't realize even as an adult how much your parents approval means to you you can say what you want but you know my parents what how they perceive me I I wanted to be positive I'm a reflection of them I feel like they've worked really hard to give me what I have and I felt like I was disappointing them I've disappointed myself I thought this is what I wanted Mm -hmm. how could it not be how did it not work out in the way that I had planned why am I why do I want to start over and like at 30 sounds so old you know like People are getting married and engaged. And I'm like, I just need to be on my own. Who am I? You know, I've been trying to figure that out. So to have my parents be like, no, we don't care about any other noise. Like you are our daughter. We just want you to be happy. If you're happy, that's all we want. Get out. It's fine. You're not a bad person. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not a bad person. I'm not. Yes. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Right. Yeah. 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 How, yeah. how have you been like, how, I mean, geez, like, how how have you been navigating that? Because I think that that kind of like, I feel like that's a really kind of natural transition into it, like almost like a conversation, but like stigma is this idea that like you hit a certain benchmark in your life, 30 years old, I have to have bang, 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 cleared up, checked off. These things have to be right. And like the, the value that I hold as an individual will dwindle if these things aren't kind of checked. I mean, like, how have you, how have you navigated that kind of almost like pressure that maybe you put on yourself, but that was also kind of around you? How do I navigate it? Life 
kicked me down. Oh, Life taught me. Yep. Life is what has opened my eyes because you think you, you're going to have all these things and then life's like, no, honey, Actually, you're not in control. <laughs> so it's very humbling. Yeah. Well, is that like, is that like an easier thing? The idea of no control? Because I know even to this day. No, like, I, I hate it. I'm right. I hate it. Yes. It's the worst. I'm like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to know what's going on. And that's what, like my everybody's like, calm down. You don't need to be going a million miles an hour. Like you need to relax. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, but I feel like. It's so funny we're having this conversation. After you had chatted with me a month ago, I was like my head space. I get like super bad seasonal depression, I find, mm. and anxiety. But also, too, everybody's in like, what is that thing? The cool kids. You're younger than me. Like, is it cuffing? Cuff, cuff, you cuffing? know, you guys oh are all God. cuddling. Cuffing season? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> in cuffing season. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, where's my dog? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm 37. I'm like got nobody I'm with. I'm not interested in anybody, but it's like, I'm getting older. So you have this biological clock, like mm. ticking, like people keep asking me, do you want kids? You want kids? I'm like, yes, I'm going to have kids. Well, then what are you waiting for? Well, I'm not going to have kids with Joe Blow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's 18 years for life there. So it's like, I want to make the right decision. Absolutely. So it's so much like you see social media. It's like these constant reminders of all these things you don't have that you thought you were supposed to have. Like I thought where I'd be at 37 is not at all where I am. Right. So it's been a hard pill to swallow in a way, but then I have to trust in God, the universe that I'm on this right path. As my parents always say, this is, this is what you're meant to be journeying on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like now if I meet someone, they're going to get the best version of me. Mm. I finally feel like they're going to get the best version of me because I know how to approach things. Mm -hmm. It's going to be tricky. Yes. But once you're in yeah. my heart and my, my wall, like you're going to get the best version of me mm-hmm. for sure. I, I, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Because it's hard. It is, well, it is, right? And that's the thing is I, I, I find it so about this podcast is, you know, you, you come on here and, um, you know, I chat with people and, and we talk about all of these like healthy things that you can do, the step-by-step process and how to proper, like properly, you know, using those bunny ears, navigate a certain situation. And then it's like, and then you just like turn the computer off, you close it, you turn the mics off and then you go about life and it's fucking hard. And it's like, and it's it so hard. confusing. And, and then plus you're also looking at certain things through the lens of anxiety that just kind of like sticks around with you and will warp things in just such a certain way that it's like, wow, this is something that I really want to be enjoying and I'm totally not and I'm super in my head and now I feel bad about that and a, a million other things. So it's a, it's just the lessons mm-hmm. that you, you take are, are it's a, it's a bitch. Damn right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Life's a bitch, but damn it. It's beautiful. I, like I think to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful. I, I'm going to go to sleep tonight and I, I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. I am so blessed. You know what I mean? Yep. But man, stuff gets tough. So my friends tell me, yeah, it could always be worse, but this is hard for you. Yes. So yes. that's something I'm learning to be okay with, mm-hmm. like, you know, to complain. Cause I know people have it worse, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I don't want to be, I don't want to, to, to seem selfish and well, you know, there's the guilt thing. Yeah. Damn it. I know. I know. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's the most like, um, the, the, I, somebody else has it worse. It's like, okay, well I'll, I, what's really happening right now is we're just like, um, you know, it's, it's yeah. what I'm, whatever I'm going through, it's just not important. It's just not important, but it's like, yeah. it's your life. It's the only thing you you understand. It's the only thing you know. Like what you are going through is like, it is your world. Like it's like the most important thing. Yeah. Um, oh God, I know. It is just like, a, it's a weird road to, well, to like, wind. I don't know if you get this, but I get this. Why can't you just be happy? Why can't you just be happy? Like you got it. Like you, you know, you have a great place. You got a dog, your parents, you got your parents mm-hmm. and like you're on TV. Joe, how hard it is to get a job? Yeah, I know. I've been trying to get to <laughs> Toronto on a national level. You know what I mean? Because that's always been a goal. Mm-hmm. And then the goals change over the years. And then it makes you question like, what, what don't I have that they're not seeing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why does he like her, but he isn't, doesn't, he didn't choose me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like things like that where it plays with your head. And then it's kind of like, no, you know, the universe is doing you a favor. I'm a big believer if things didn't work out that way, then that means something good and better is going to come. And think I have to think that way yeah. because otherwise I'd be in the corner. Well, and it, you know, <laughs> it is one of those things where it's like, I feel like even that is a bit of a practice in relinquishing control where it's like, you really sometimes kind of get that almost like a, like a reality check where it's like, I am small. I got, there's, no, there's a lot of things that are just completely like the universe is really big and I'm really small. And like my experience yeah. is, is I just have to step up to the plate each and every day. And that's always something that, um, I actually, when I first went to therapy and this is a whole other conversation we could have is about therapy, but like, um, when I first went to therapy, like one of the things that like really stuck with me was this idea that like, I was like, I would always go in and I'd be like, today's been absolutely awful. And my therapist would be like, today's been awful. And I was like, what do you mean? That's like the end of the world. Today's been awful. And it was like, today's yeah. been awful. That's you're just objectively stating the truth. Today has been awful. And it was like, but you know, if you're going to let today ruin tomorrow, then all you're doing is just like, you know, robbing yourself of the chance of tomorrow and like how special that is. Yeah. And it's like, and it was like, always like, oh, like the idea of waking up every day and just having a chance to take a big swing and then the universe takes care of the rest and whatever is meant to happen is just like, there's something, there is something, like you said, it's like beautiful about it where you're just kind of like, you're like, Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> you get to, you get to that I point. I could hug you. Oh, it's, it's just so like, I love that because I listen to like motivational speakers and just like normal conversations. I think, um, what, for what I do and what you're doing with this podcast in, when I first started in, in television, in the broadcasting field, it, it was mostly like, I'm going to walk the red carpet. I'm going to talk to all these celebrities. Mm. I never dreamt about really getting married. It was always being on the red carpet and, you know, getting their stories. But then it's shifted in a way. It's so great to, to interview a celebrity, but not for the same reasons that I once, once was so captivated by. Mm. Now it's kind of like, who are you? Yes. Like, do you, what made you laugh last? Like, when did you cry? And I don't take for granted, and then not just celebrities, anybody, um, I don't take for granted the fact that people choose to chat and open up to me. I know it's difficult when somebody trusts you, yes. you know, are all interviews fantastic? No, but you <laughs> try your not. best, you know, right? So yeah, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things I love. So I love listening to motivate. I love documentaries. Mm -hmm. I love stories. Like I'm the, I'm the person, if you look over and I'm staring at you awkwardly in the next car. It's because I'm like, who are you? Yeah. I'm never going to likely never going to see you again. But like you have this whole life, mm. all these experiences. Who are you? Like, that's me. Like, I, that is my that's who I am. I'm so interested in people and yeah. what makes them tick, yes. you know? Yeah, well, I, I think that so I, I resonate with that about as much as I can. Like, it's just. I, and I, I kind of feel like this was a question. I was on Sick Boy podcast um, not too long ago. Oh, they're great. Great guys. Um, so they're good. They're so good. Amazing. I just had Brian uh, over at my place the other day, and we were Aww. we were uh, interviewing. Uh, I was interviewing him. He's fantastic, Jeremy, all of them, Taylor. Um, and yeah. uh, one of the questions that they asked me, and what, exactly what you said was basically my answer to the question, which was, what did your what did your mental illness give you? And I was like, first of all, what a banger of a question like fantastic question <laughs> yeah and um and i said yeah. i was like well like you know i spent years in my own head and like exploring me and i explored it in such a way that was like almost like harmful it was through a very critical lens and it was really damaging but then when i got to the point where i started to heal i really saw like the beauty of the kind of like the human experience and like how there can be like you know people can change over time and people can become like they can flourish and it just it just sparked this like beautiful like like i'm like you like you said this podcast like i get to share a, an hour with you and for this hour we get to sit yeah. here and we get to talk about like what's made us us and like i get to ask you like yeah. what's made you you and like how has different things in your life affected your mindset and blah 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 and like how special is that and i don't know if i would have gotten to that place if not for the struggles that you kind of go through and so it's kind of like like you just said yeah. it's special it's people I think we all just want to be accepted and feel like we're a part of something and it's, you know, we're all chasing something, you know, you could say you're not, but we're all chasing something, you know what I mean? We may not realize it and it, it's life, you know, like you wake up, you're kind of set out to do all these different things. There's so many expectations. I wish I could tell my younger self to just be like, 
girl, relax, you know, it's going to be okay. Like just go have a little bit more yeah. fun if you yeah. can go have a little bit more fun. The work will be there. Oh. Like just have a little bit more fun. <laughs> it's so true. Right. Too. But it's like, you're trying to, you know, pave this way and create a name and, you know, want to be remembered. And, uh, you know, I, I want to be remembered now for different differently than I would have those years, but that comes with experience. Yeah. I've always wanted to be known as like, yeah, Anna. Yeah. She's I'm okay. With people saying, yeah, she's tough, but man, she has a great heart. Yeah. She's really nice. Mm. Like that's what I love. She's tough, but she's nice. You, she give gives you what day. she's kind. She expects. Yeah. That's, you know, that's it. So like, you know, being single at 37 and figuring out all these next steps, because as 40 approaches, here's another milestone. Like, you know, um, it's kind of like just okay, all right, uh, just figuring this yeah. out. Like it's, all, hey, it's a it's lifelong okay. process, right? There's no it's yeah, like forties a new thirty. Like saying, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, no, it's well, and that's the thing is, it's I, I was so, I mean, hell, like I'm, I'm, I'm I do the same thing for myself, and it's, and it's just one of those things where I feel like. I feel like if you kind of always look at these benchmarks and you kind of like, it, it's that idea yeah. that comparison is the thief of joy where it's like, I'm constantly comparing myself to something that doesn't exist. And it's like, what all I'm yeah. doing is robbing myself of the current moment. Oh my God, I should be, this podcast should be the number one mental health podcast that I've been working on for blah, 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 yeah. blah. And it's like, and it's like, damn. But at the same time, if I'm thinking about that, maybe I wouldn't be enjoying this interview quite as much. So it's a, oh, it's a, it's a exercise mm -hmm. in, a, in appreciation in a weird way. And just kind of like, and also an exercise in just living in the yeah. current moment, which is, which is so yeah. bloody hard all the time. Um, and I'm yeah. so curious, like why, why did you decide to start talking about this stuff publicly? Like mental health, um, you know, Bellet's talk day, all of these things, like, like, like why, why, why put yourself out there like that? Um, because I have a platform. Mm. Hell, if I'm going to speak to people, then I want to be authentic. You can smell somebody who's not, you know, uh, to me, the people I love most and respect most are the ones that have been through something and I can find that common ground with them. To me, when Bell Let's Talk came around, I, I definitely at first was like, oh my gosh, people are talking about this, they're crazy. Mm. Like I can't, you know, I didn't, but that's because I didn't understand, you know, like I thought if somebody had mental health issues, they were like going and to be right. locked up, Which is you know, a... like there was no real conversation. So I thought that was my perception, you know, and I remember being a little girl and it still stays with me where the Portuguese store, a lady had had a baby who worked there and uh, they were teasing her that the baby was ugly because it made her cry. Not realizing postpartum was like this big thing. Now, then it was just like, why does she keep mm. crying? And then after they were like, oh, we shouldn't say anything. And I remember standing there and being like, why is she crying so much? Like, why does she just had a baby? She should be so happy. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so all these like different little things. And you start meeting people who are like, hey, yeah, I have really bad depression and it's like what right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you know and so more people started speaking up and I, yeah the bell last talk came i think it was 2017 maybe i think it was and they're like okay and we had been doing it now for a couple of years interviewed a few different people i thought it was really amazing that they were speaking up um and then they're like so who do you want to interview this year and i said mm. me that's who like really they're like once you put it out there it's an, you can't take it back. And I was like, like that's how it yeah, works. Yeah. yeah, Good. I don't want <laughs> yes. it. I don't want to take mm. it back. You know, they're like, you're ready. You're going to be very vulnerable. Yep. I was like, wow, you're going to share. I was like, let's do it. I'm tired. Mm. I'm tired. Mm. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I am so tired of wearing a mask, man. You know, like I have gone on TV and some of the worst days in my life have happened and I have smiled yeah. through it. You know what I mean? But and then I go off camera and I cry because I've had such a, a lot of personal things going on. So I just wanted people to know that it's okay. I'm dyslexic. I don't see things the way people see things. And I want people to know that if Anna can do it, I can do it. So I think of that. Adele, amazing singer, horrible stage fright. She 
throws up before she goes on stage. Like, oh my gosh, that makes me feel so much yeah, better. You yeah. know, like if I can make somebody feel so much better, I didn't. And as people started talking about their mental health, I started to understand mine a little bit better. And then I started talking to my therapist and it's, you know, like being okay to confront and your feelings that you've been suppressing. Um, you're not weak. I'm actually not weak. I'm actually strong for talking about how low I feel. So when it came time, I, I was nervous just like this. It's, it's weird to talk about yourself in this way in general, you know? Um, but I was like, yeah, I, I'm ready. Let's do this. And I can tell you, it always makes me emotional to think because that's usually when I'm out, that's, people still bring it up to this day. Like I was flooded with so many amazing emails and thank, saying thank you. Or I didn't realize that those were the, how you described how you were feeling is actually how I've been feeling. I didn't know that that's how I was feeling. So I went and got help there. You know, other people are like, I've been dealing with anxiety and depression for six years because of you. I went, I, I reached out for some help. And to me, it's like, you know, you can't escape it. Like, look at Robin Williams. I find the people who want to make others smile and laugh are the ones who hurt inside. And we don't even know why sometimes it just hurts. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to ease somebody's pain a little bit and comfort them and, and hope that they found a friend in me, even if they right. didn't know me personally, that our, our stories in some way were yeah. similar, if that makes 100%. any sense. So I just wanted that. I just, and it was freeing for me. It was like, I cut off all That's my hair way of putting it. and yeah. I was like, here I right. am. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, like here I am, take me as I am, who I am. And you know, I, I was saying in my every, yeah. And people would laugh cause I would make a joke cause that's just yeah. humor. You know, you laugh when you're like mm -hmm. uncomfortable. So I'd be like, Hey, my name is Anna. I'm single. I'm now 37. I have endometriosis. So I don't know how this whole kid process is going to go. You know, um, my family really doesn't speak English well. So you might not have those like really hard to heart conversations you might be looking for. Parents will love the <laughs> shit out of you though and feed you. You know, I also, I have mental health issues. So like I take medication every day. So, but yeah, I didn't have that on my dating <laughs> profile. But I, I leave with that yeah. soon. Like no, I don't yeah. care. Like me or don't, well, that's whatever. The... I don't care. I'm well, so and, and like you said, I think like the words that you touched on there are tired, freeing. Like it's, it is a cathartic experience to just be like, I get, I, you know what? Like in a weird way for me, it was like in the moment I thought that like my anxiety and these things won. I was like, you know what? You won. Everyone's finally going to know about this dark, shameful secret that I have. And the second that mm -hmm. that kind of happened and that, that like I started, I mean, I clicked, I clicked publish on my first podcast and that was truly the first time I ever talked about my mental health. I was like, I was like, fuck it. Like, you know what? I got nothing less to, left to lose. Yeah. And, and there you go. Now everybody knows my dirty little secret. And I just remember yeah. after that being like, why do I feel so good? Like, this is like, this, this isn't what I thought I was yeah. going to feel like. I thought I was going to feel like garbage. And it's like, instead, it's like, it's a very like, when you finally, it doesn't matter what, what stage of your Ugh. life you get there. It's like, when you finally are like, this is me. Like, I, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I'm just like, I'm just going to showcase who I am and, and be proud about it and, and be like, yeah, this is the shit I go through. Fucking take it or leave it. I don't care. It's like, I don't know. It was just like a, it's like a it, freeing. It's a weight off your shoulders. It's like yeah. a, it's like a, wow, I don't have to, like you said, you can take off the mask. I don't have to be anything for anybody anymore. Yeah. I can just be me and, and the people who like choose to be in my life. It's like going to be a more authentic connection because of it, which is so special. Yeah, no, I'm with you for that on that. Like 20 year old Anna couldn't like, I've never felt like I was the prettiest girl in the room. I knew that I could talk to anybody in there. I definitely never felt like I was the smartest. So it's like, but there is nobody else yeah. like me. I am the only Anna Almeida yeah. you're going to meet. And they might as well so, meet all of you, right? You know, like you're the only Kyle. Yeah, you're going to, you're the only Kyle yeah. Moore I'm going to meet. So it's kind of like, okay, cool, man. Who are you? I like it. I don't like it. You're not yeah, going to exactly. with everybody. Yeah. It's just life. You, you can't connect with everybody. So it, it is, it is like, I, I felt so thankful because people come and still talk. To yeah. Were you it, expecting you that? Know, or colleagues or like, were you whatever. Were you thinking that like after? No, I was hoping. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie because it's kind of like, oh my right. God, I put this out there. I mean, I did have, I did have a couple people were like, 
a woman should never talk Ooh, about in a public setting. Yeah. Oh, so I definitely had that. You know what I mean? A woman or a person should yeah, never. God, and I was uh, just yeah, like, yeah. listen, mm-hmm. get out. You know, but then it's kind of like, but then you remember that. I had a hundred and something like nice things. And you remember that one person who's trying mm-hmm. to put you down. But that's because, and it doesn't bother other people. But man, I've had to learn to work with that. Not just because I was on TV, but in general. Do you know what I mean? Because rejection is a big thing. You're so scared to take mm-hmm. chances and put yourself out there. And it's like, it's it's daunting sometimes. So, but to have people say those things and like, I'll be out walking Bailey, my dog, and people will still like, thank you. You're so open and I appreciate it. Like, oh, it makes me feel so good. It's the mm-hmm. best compliment, you know, or you make me laugh. Right. Yeah. That makes me so happy. If I can make you laugh, like I'm just thrilled. I'm so happy I could make Which, you happy. And I'm sure that that's something that like has been a longstanding thing for you too. Like we talked about earlier, like just that idea of being able to bring somebody joy. It's a, it's a special, it's a special thing. Was it, yeah. was there like, cause one of the things that really sticks out to me and I, I don't, I don't know whether I'm just kind of tying two threads together that, that aren't the same color. Um, but you know, with, uh, like with <laughs> when you're like, you know, seeing this and you kind of see the, almost like this collective power of community, like, was there any kind of ties back? You know, you talked about growing up, um, you know, with immigrant parents and, and this idea of like seeing people who were also the children of immigrants and how they kind of had this like shared experience and how that is like a, a something that's like mm-hmm. an it, it it makes you kind of just feel like seen and accepted and like and understood and yeah. did you kind of see a little bit of like reflection between that experience in childhood and then also like that experience as an adult talking about mental health and seeing other people being like oh my god thank you like i find i feel like somebody who i look mm-hmm. up to or who I, is like a peer of mine is also like in this shared experience that i'm going through as well yeah no definitely and you know i had other people in the community reach out and say oh Oh my gosh, thank you. Because even at first I didn't, I didn't want to post that I had admitted all of these things, admitted, expressed how I felt, you know, and because I I got emotional and I cried and my parents didn't really understand what I was saying because they don't speak English well. So they all saw me because they used to watch Live the Five all the time when I was on it. So they watched me cry and they called me immediately and was like, what's going on? What's And I still remember like having to talk them down. Like, no, I'm okay. You know, not even fully expressing. So that's still like years in the making to this point. Um, But other people were like, Mm. I had no idea. Oh my gosh, like, Mm -hmm. man, you hide that well. Me too. Like, I'm having a hard time. Like, thanks. So it was so, it was nice because they helped me feel like I was less alone. I was helping them, but they also helped me. They provided me with this sense of encouragement to just keep Mm -hmm. speaking my truth and, again, to have a platform. I mean, we all have platforms. Just because I'm on TV is no different. People watch other platforms, you know, cable. The media has changed. But with that being said, I don't take what I have for granted in that way. Um, and I and right. I share as much as I can, even on to today and being like, hey, yeah, I have this. This is what's going on. Inflation. Mm-hmm. I'm one person. It affects me. This and that. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. am just like you. Yeah. I just have a different job. Yeah. You know, my job is a little maybe perhaps mm. more public. So, yeah, I've been so, so thankful. They have made me feel so good. And I'm forever thankful. I couldn't do this without those support. You don't realize how much yeah. it means to you that people ask mm. you, how are you doing? Thank you. You know, like, oh, my it's... gosh. Yeah. You know, for the little girl yeah. who wanted to be seen, who never felt like she was a pretty girl in the room, it, it's been so nice yeah. to be yeah. heard. What, what's like, what, what are some of the things that, um, what are some of the ways that you feel like you've kind of learned to handle when you do feel these like flare ups of anxiety, you feel things getting a little bit kind of tense? Um, you know, what are the kind of things that you've you've started to do that you've you found have helped? Somebody out there is listening. They may have never like kind of engaged um, with their anxiety in that way, but they recognize that there's something there. You know, what what are some things that have, oh. have really kind of taken the edge off? What What's helped for me is sitting in it. I, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I, I can't run away yeah. from it. It's, it gets worse when I run and try not to think about it. That weight on my chest where I feel like I can't breathe, it just gets worse and worse. So 
I just have, if I'm having a bad day, I'll wake up. I can, I can really start feeling things coming mm -hmm. on. My head starts spinning. I start thinking a lot more than I need to can't mm -hmm. help it. It's yeah. who I am. Um, I'll go into work. I'll tell the girls at my team. I work with awesome women. I say, cause we always joke. I'm always like, guys, I can't handle jokes today. I'm having a really bad day. They're like what's triggering it. I was like, I don't really know, but I know that I'm not great. I'm mm -hmm. not good. Okay. Got it. We're here for you. Nice. You know? So I, I put that out there. I've called in. Mm -hmm. I've definitely called in. I've called into my boss and I said, Hey, I'm not well, I need to take tomorrow off. And it pains me. I don't ever really call in. They can tell you that I don't really call in to work. But then she was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm mm -hmm. okay. But I need this. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes like, you know, are you okay? You can ask somebody as much as you want if they're okay you know you may not always get the truth right. but it's still nice to be asked yeah. right so feel cared about so i sit in it i lay in it i let myself mm -hmm. feel i cried the shit out i question i try to write in my mm -hmm. journal i'll you know i'll try to i'll if i'll go on social media can't escape that shit <laughs> so uh, but then i try to like find things that make me mm -hmm. smile and change a lot of the things i followed you know um talk to my family mm -hmm. They'll tell me like, we're good. You know, um, I talk to my best friends, people will check in. So it's like every, it's a different, not one thing works for every single mm -hmm. time. Every time is different. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So oh. a walk, a walk with a long walk with my dog could really help the mm -hmm. one day, the next day I need to lay in my bed and just cry yeah. it out the next time. I just need to put on a good movie. Yeah. I love watching movies. People are always like, why do you always watch the same thing? And it's like, because I know right. the outcome. Yes. I love knowing. That is a, that is a suspense of not textbook, knowing. Like, yeah. Right? <laughs> well, having like those like comfort shows where you're like, I know exactly what's going to happen so that I can keep my emotions yeah. like right in the middle. Yeah. 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 Or I know that I need a good so cry. Gonna, exactly. I don't yeah, want to yeah, let yeah. any new emotions in, but I know that this <laughs> will make me cry. So then I'd be like, ah! you know, so there's yeah. that or my friends will they'll call and they're like hey man they're like what's going on they can always just tell and i'm like this is how i'm feeling they let me mm -hmm. cry it out it's it's it was really hard to to i would build 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 and then like all of a sudden i'd be crying for multiple things all at once you know what i mean so now i'm trying not to let that happen i'm trying to just like tackle mm -hmm. it as it comes as much as i can so different things help for in different days please don't think that a band-aid fixes yeah. it all all the same way it doesn't you have to figure out what works for you it may not work that day that particular thing try yeah. something else run on my yep. treadmill i hate i i love i hate i have a love-hate relationship with running i hate it don't when i'm all. doing it i love it yeah. when i'm done right so but that particular day yes. will help me because I'm, I'm going through this journey so like i i think if somebody is listening it's okay to feel how you mm -hmm. feel accept it learn to mm -hmm. live with it and then approach it and see how you can handle it doesn't have to be handled all mm -hmm. in one day one week if work it's, itself out you just got to be okay with not being okay because it's okay it's it's i'm glad that you said just like sit in the feelings because that was something that for so long i was terrified of feeling Feeling good because I knew it was going to come back down. Feeling bad because I knew that I just didn't want to stay there. It was just the idea of just feeling in general and that numbness that kind of came with it. And then like, you know, finally kind of almost getting to this point of being like, well, I got to change something up or, or you know, this is going to get to a point where kaputs, who knows what's going to, going to happen. So like the idea of being able to just be like, you know what, I'm going to start feeling. And I'm going to start feeling, I'm going to feel the good, I'm going to feel the bad, yeah. I'm going to feel the ugly, I'm just going to feel it. And and how much yeah. that just like, you. it's amazing how many things, like how many emotions stay corked up for years and what those emotions become. And then when you actually just let them free flow, it's like, yeah, today I'm not feeling it. Today things are really in a really tough spot. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful way of just kind of like honoring yourself about being like, I'm going to feel today. I'm allowed to feel. I'm a human being. I can feel whatever I need to feel. And it's just like yeah. a, it's just a, a And it's so thing. nice to have like friends who like uh, know that about you. And I always felt like if I had a, messages on my phone I had to respond right away and why aren't they responding right away because I had to respond right away so it's like learning to you don't have to respond right away it's okay I'm a self-sabotager when it comes to like relationships because I'm so scared they're gonna mm -hmm. leave me high and dry it's happened to me before so now I'm kind of like I'm always mm -hmm. I'm nervous but again it's I've I know this and it's mm -hmm. it's, work. it's work so whoever comes into my life friend or 
you know, romantic partner, they have to understand I'm a lot of work, but I have the best heart. Like I'll always show up. I'm loyal mm. to a fault. You know what I mean? But it's because I, I give a lot. So I expect mm. a lot, you know, but if they can work through the patience of being like this girl is just she's mm. on a roller coaster of emotions, then they'll see that, you know, there's a beauty to it. It's just because I'm testing. I'm testing me, but I'm also testing you. Like, can yeah, you handle yeah. it? Can you handle it? Because my right. life's not easy. Can well, you handle it? I want to be able to like 50 years from now know that this has yeah. been my ride. You know, I'm, I don't want to just be with somebody to be with somebody. I just, I want to grow mm -hmm. old with someone. Yeah. So it's hundred percent. Yeah, I get you for you sure. Know? Relationships in general. It's, and I think that like one of the things that's um, yeah. a framework that, uh, that, you know, I kind of learned is like, um, not even learn it just kind of was something that came up a few different times with a few different people that I talked to through the podcast. This podcast has been like, uh, like the, the best resource for like learning about mental health, uh, Yay. things. And you know, this yeah. idea that like, we always say like life's hard, life's hard, life's hard. And that yet, like, you know, we ourselves are in this kind of strange way, like it's just a, a universe personified where it's like a bunch of like inanimate things banged mm -hmm. against each other for billions of years. And then all of a sudden, like we're sitting here on laptops yeah. talking about mental health and it, just the idea that like, you know, we always say life's hard and it's like, yeah, being, being us is hard. Being a person is hard. And like the experiences that you go through, it's like, you got to be, you know, open to the, the difficulty mm -hmm. of just existing and being open to like having those people around you who are, who are, you know, feel that too. You know, growing up and my parents were so strict. My dad, I was like, I couldn't wait to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. I couldn't wait to be nothing like them. I didn't want to be the, the Portuguese, like everything, all these things had to be this way. I've, I've done everything the, the other way. My dad was like, I always said, if I wanted you to do something, I'd have to say it in a way that would make you go and right. do it. Like, because if I said, go right, <laughs> you go left, yeah. you know, just, that's just who you mm -hmm. are as a person. You know, my parents were like, we never mm -hmm. worried about you. Cause I was like, man, you don't call me. You call my brother, but you don't call me. They're like, we never worried about you. You know, somebody said, jump off this bridge. And yeah. you'd be like, Whoa, I'm not doing that. why? You know? Um, but I, now being 37, um, my gosh, I'm so thankful. Like I'm so thankful for the way that I grew up. You know, I have no regrets in that way. Um, I didn't grow up talking about my feelings. doesn't matter because now I do. My parents and I have the most incredible relationship. My dad and my mom are my best friends. My dad was diagnosed with cancer. That's yeah. how you and I met during the, the, the walk um, for November. And my dad and I, we had started to talk, but not as much. And I went home for six weeks. Um, I took a six-week break from work. My doctor, my friends were getting worried. I lost a lot of weight. I had... Um, my mom was sick in 2020 and she was in the hospital for a month. I'm trying to do everything over the phone with doctors because I can't get there because of the pandemic. My dad, we didn't know my dad was sick, mm. but he wasn't well. Um, he, so I, I went home for that Christmas, got my mom home, figured out, you know, new way of living. Fine, fine, fine. Still surface level, you know cry a little bit but just still surface level of emotions making sure because if i'm strong they're strong they see that i'm strong they're okay so then you know and then i i remember it came february of 2021 um just a few days after valentine's day i remember and we got i got a call my dad had gone in for psa levels and he went to get a biopsy and uh they're like your dad has progressive mm. prostate cancer we don't know if it's spread we won't know for two weeks I was like, my dad, right. like, no, yeah. but I knew like I could feel it. I knew, I knew he, that I knew that was the information, but then I have to, my parents don't speak English well. So then I have to be like, yeah, dad, you have, you have cancer. I have to be the parent to my parent. Yeah. You know oh, what I tough. mean? Like I had to be the oh, parent to I, my parent. That must've been. Yeah. So mm. sounds like yeah. a lot to, to yeah. say that to, to your, to say that to your dad. Was. I just, oh, yeah. 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 And then, and then like a couple of days later, I was in a relationship and that person broke up with me. I, I, I was very much blindsided and like moved out two days later after my dad's diagnosis. So, so like my mom's not well, my dad is, we don't know if my dad's cancer has spread. It's progressive. It's not great. And this person I thought I trusted totally bailed on me during the most difficult time of my life. And then I have to go on TV and pretend mm. my whole life is okay. You know? So then 
things happen for a reason. And then, you know, and then I started to lose weight. I was just stressed out and making all these doctor's appointments and calls and, you know, trying to make these life decisions for my, my parents, my dad, like, do you want to do this? If we don't do this, am I doing the right thing? Did I miss any steps that I, you know, am I checking? Is he telling me everything? I'm like, oh my gosh, finally, my doctor is like, and you can't go home because of the damn pandemic. You have two week isolation coming back. Who has enough right. vacation for that? I can't work remotely. I have a really mm. different sort of job. So finally, my people at work were starting to notice. And they're like, you haven't mm. laughed in a long time. Like, you haven't really laughed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I really haven't. And then my doctor went in for something else. But she, I think she just wanted to see me. I see just how I was doing. So she had me come in for something else. And then when I was there, she's just like, how are you? How are you? And then she's, and then right away, she's like, no, she's like, I'm taking it. She's like, I, I, I'm like, no, I can't, I work. And like, she's like, no, you're going into work tomorrow. You're taking six weeks off. If you need to be off longer to work on yourself, I'll give it to you. You're going into work tomorrow. I was like, I can't like, I'm going to call you in a week, have your stuff figured out, but you're off. Wow. You're not, you know, you're not going to. You're not going to, you're not going to keep going this way because I, I, it was very real. Like I remember driving home and thinking like, if I just drove my car into this tree, what, like, what does it matter at this point? But then I was like, Whoa, no, like what would my dad do? How would they get here? Yeah. How would they work here? You know? So I took six weeks off. I went home yes, still right. tough, showed up and I was like, Oh dad, I'm, I'm here because I'm here to help you through your treatment. You know, like not because I'm like, I'm helping you through your treatment. And I remember it was June 18th, June 18th. I remember it perfectly. I went, um, I took my dad to his appointment for his cancer treatment. I could feel things coming on the night before because my mm -hmm. dad is my rock. He is like the strongest man I've ever known, you know, and I came home. Um, he was in the fetal position mm -hmm. that the night before. And I remember standing there and I was like, dad, I was like, oh my gosh, I'd never seen him so sick in my life. He had hit it so well, you know? Um, and then he was like, oh, Anna, I'm good. Like still, even like that, he's still saying I'm good. And I was like, okay, right. I'm good too. Okay. Right. Okay. We're good. I went upstairs. I could feel the anxiety, the weight on my chest that I wear. I'm like <gasps> trying to catch my breath. I drove him the next day to uh, the hospital. He did his treatment. We were leaving and I just couldn't think. I remember calling my friend, my, one of my best friends and her helping me out. My dad and I, we always go to Valley Village. It's our thing. We're thrifters. Tuesdays, seniors <laughs> discount. That's when he's proud to be a senior because he gets the 30% off. We go all the time. So we're driving to Valley Village and all of a sudden I just couldn't breathe anymore and I couldn't breathe and he, and he'd never seen this this is the first time imagine you know right. <laughs> 35 yeah. like this is huge I, I started hyperventilating I was like I gotta pull over so we were in the parking lot randomly Valley Villager place and uh he's like what's going on and I started hysterically just bawling and like convulsing and he was just like oh my god what's going on like are you okay and I was like dad like daddy I'm like I'm not crying because I think you're gonna die I'm crying because I'm so mad I'm so mad at the world I'm so mad like you this is not fair you're such a good person like how the fuck did this happen to you this is like I'm like I'm, I'm all alone I want you to be there to walk me down the aisle and to be there for my babies when I have them you know I want you to be there and I'm so upset because you think you have all this fucking time you know and it's like this is the reality of it and he was just like he'd never seen that and I just cried and cried and he just scooped me up and held me and he was like, Anna, this is why I'm fighting. I promise you I'll be there. I'm going to see you be the happiest girl in the whole wide world. I'm going to meet that mm. man who's going to love you. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to shake his hand. I'm going to see you have babies. And I'm fighting because I'm going to be there to see your babies one day. And it, ever since that moment, there's nothing we can't talk about. Nothing. Wow. It changed everything. It changed everything. Being vulnerable is the most beautiful gift you can give somebody and to yourself. To be vulnerable with yourself and your feelings is the most incredible gift you could give you could give to this world because you're the only one who knows how you feel when you go to sleep at night. It doesn't matter who's lying beside you. You have to be you have to understand that that how you're feeling, it's okay to feel how you feel because you can't change it. So you might as well sit in it and I'm so thankful that, well, that that's going to be the changing moment in my life with that moment with my dad.
coming home and then being sitting with my mom and my dad. And yeah. Ever since then, it's like you got to just you just you got to smell yeah. the roses sometimes, you know, even mm -hmm. when my head is spinning. See that right there is that's what it's all about. That is a gift. And I am I am so grateful uh, to have shared in that moment with Anna and for Anna to have come on the podcast and shared so openly about her story. Um, a, a really like a really special episode. Um, you know, and that's what I love about, about podcasting is podcasting is the best for, for those specific kind of moments where, you know, other mediums, are, you know, there's so much editing and clipping and you kind of create storytelling uh, in your own way. And then sometimes in podcasting, when you just have the opportunity to sit and truly like actively listen and engage in a moment and, and listen to somebody tell their story with that much conviction and emotion and then share it with all and have you know have the opportunity to share it with all of you the listener the people who are listening right now like that is really really special if after that conversation you're left wanting more uh first of all completely understand and uh you can head on over to our patreon for an exclusive look at an extended interview with anna uh and uh, i can't thank anna enough for taking the time uh sharing her her time and her story with us today for being on the show uh, all of her socials will be linked in the description. I hope that this chat inspires you to continue to explore the world of mental health and start having conversations in your own life about the beautiful wrecks that we all are. And just remember that through all of it, through the highs and lows, the ups and downs, the good days and bad days, that life's a wreck. And I'll see you in two weeks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.